Hi, everyone, and welcome to And That's My Two Cents podcast. I'm Catherine Tereski, and today's episode is the second part of my thoughts on the law of attraction. So if you're just tuning into this one, I suggest you go back and listen to part one first, then come back to this episode. And uh, when you're doing that, hey, how about do me a huge favor and download them too. Okay, so in this episode, I am going to give you some examples of where this actually happened in my life so that you will understand more why this is something that I actually believe in. And as well, maybe it'll give you something to chew on if you aren't exactly a believer of it just yet. So the first example I want to share with you is, I mean, I have to start with this example because this is actually my very first experience that is significant. There's other things that I have thought of from prior to that, but they were little minor things, smaller type examples. At the time, I had no idea what the law of attraction was. And I also had no idea that I had created this in my life until, you know, many years later. So the first amazing thing that I recall was back in the late 90s when I was thinking of getting a divorce and I was really struggling with the should I stay or should I go thing you know I had a little boy and it was one of those things where you're like always thinking to make sure I do the right decision and I was actually having some medical issues as a result of all that stress so my doctor referred me to a psychologist and at one of my visits with the psychologist she was amazing by the way but (laughs) I really really loved her she retired a few years later but uh, too bad because she could have helped a lot of people anyhow she told me in one of those Uh, sessions to just close my eyes. And then she asked me to visualize life at home right now, you know, in the current house that I was in with my husband and my son. And then she said, now, how does that make you feel? Then she had me switch and she said, now visualize your life without him. And it's just you and your son and picture a home that is just ours. So I pictured this little house in a rural area, had this little white picket fence and that sort of thing. And then she said, now, how does that make you feel? And the difference in my feelings from the first uh, visualization to the second was incredible because the second one made me feel really good. I had this like sense of relief. It was stress-free. It was peaceful. It had all of those types of feelings with it. That's when she told me, well, I think you know what you need to do. And so I began searching for a home. I looked at multiple homes. Um, And I had a very small budget to work with because if I was going to do this all on my own, I did not have a lot of money. I didn't have a big income. So my real estate agent was having a hard time finding homes to show me in my price range. Uh, We looked at a few and then he took me to this little house in a small town. Now, although this was close, still a little bit high. So put in an offer, which was actually quite a bit below the asking price, but I really couldn't go much higher than that. And anyhow, they accepted it. And so there I was now a homeowner all on my own. And My son and I moved into that little house and I really love that house. And to this day, whenever I go by it, it really holds a special place in my heart. And I have those feelings all over again of what I had when I was visualizing it because like it was the start of a totally new journey for me and something that I thought I could never do on my own, but I did. So now you guessed it. I'm sure you've guessed it anyways. That house had a little white picket fence and the fence needed a lot of work to fix up because some of the wood was rotting. So it wasn't really that safe anymore. Um, So unfortunately, I had to tear it down because I couldn't afford to repair it. But while I was removing that fence, I kind of had a weird feeling like this is incredible. This house is basically exactly what I pictured in my mind. But I didn't realize it until years later that it was just exactly that. 
that in my head in the psychologist's office. Like I thought it was, but didn't realize or know anything about the law of attraction at that time. So that was just one of those kind of like, wow, I can't believe that. Chalked it up to a coincidence, whatever. But basically, that was my first time kind of realizing the power of visualization um, and the understanding of how it can actually happen once I started learning more and more about the law of attraction many years later. So another example I want to share with you is my cat. My son wanted a cat and so I started researching breeds of cats to see if I could find something that was considered hypoallergenic because my mom is allergic to cats and so was my older son's best friend who basically is at our house every single day. And my parents would help out with my younger son at the time so I wanted my mom to be able to still come over to the house without having reactions if possible or having to take allergy medication or something like that. But I didn't know if such a cat existed at the time. So I began researching it and I researched and researched breeds and when I landed on a breed I started looking at the different colors and so on and started saying you know what exactly do I want this cat to be. In the end I had decided that I wanted a Siberian cat as the breed. I wanted a male and I wanted it in a silver color and I wanted it to be cute, cuddly, affectionate, that sort of thing. But I couldn't find anything exactly that. So there was this one breeder who had a litter that they said was coming soon that would be available. But based on the color of the parents, there likely wouldn't be a silver one in that litter. So I looked elsewhere and couldn't find a silver male Siberian kitten anywhere. I decided to just go back and get on that list um, and take one of possibly they would be some type of brown color um, when they were born, even though that wasn't exactly what I wanted. But I didn't get a chance to send in my deposit as we were leaving in a couple of days for my brother's wedding on the East Coast. And I was busy getting everything in order for the trip. So when I got back, I was about to send in my deposit to that one breeder. And then I thought, it's not exactly what I want. Maybe I should just search one last time to see if I can find a silver one. Even though I, in my head, had exhausted all options everywhere, looked everywhere, and there was nothing. But sure enough, it was really what I wanted. So I looked one last time and I stumbled across a site that the breeder was in Winnipeg, which was right near me. And the site said that it had one last kitten left. I'm not kidding you. I clicked on it and it's a male silver Siberian cat. And I am totally not joking at all. Normally you would have to get on a list to even get one of these cats before they're even born. And then you kind of get what you get when it's your turn to pick. And in some cases you may not even get one depending on the number of people who put down their deposits and their names on the list and the number of kittens that the mom actually has. So I couldn't believe it. Called that breeder that very second and he was ours. And he is everything that I wanted right down to the personality that I briefly mentioned earlier. My intention was not only to get a male silver, but again, you know, it had to be a cat that was super kind, super gentle, cuddly, and he is all that. And that's no joke. He totally is. Now this next example I have to throw in because remember how I said in my last episode that you don't want to think about a broken arm because that's just what you might get. Well, an example of thinking of an injury and getting it is up next. This is a long example, but I'll try to make it really short and sweet if I wanted to get into all the details for you, but I won't. I'll try and um, shorten it a little bit for this podcast. So I was married at the time to my second husband and was just going back to work after maternity leave from our son. And my husband at the time had also decided to do a career change and go into trade school. So we had cut a massive chunk of our income out as as a result because I was on maternity leave and I didn't work for an organization that topped up your income. So I was on employment 
insurance. And then my husband would be going on employment insurance while he was in trade school. um, And then also doing some apprenticeship work as well in between that. That was a big hit for us. It was, I mean, it was what we needed to do. So it was fine. But when he said to me he was going to sign up and play slow pitch, I said, no way, we can't afford it. And then, of course, he challenged me on that and said, you know, it doesn't cost much. And I disagreed (laughs) because there's entry fees. Then there'd be tournaments that they would want to enter, I'm sure, which is additional entry fee costs. And then they take turns buying cases of beer for the team every time that they play. And they didn't play in our town either. So there was the gas cost of driving back and forth and Anyhow, you get the gist of this. So then I said to him, and God forbid you get hurt and can't work because he was only working these short little stints in between his classes. So he had to get so many hours in um, of work before he could even go into the next level of, um, of classes. So when he said no one gets hurt playing slow pitch, I gave him three clear examples from when I played of people breaking their hand. My brother-in-law broke his ankle or his foot, something like that. I remember our pitcher took a line drive to the face once that sort of thing. He still disagreed with me and signed up. Well, guess what? He went to the very first game and I like, I'm going to repeat that the very first game with the team, I was home with the baby and he hobbles into that front door and I thought he was actually pranking me because of obvious reasons. And I just looked at him and I said, you better be joking right now. And he said he wasn't. And he wasn't. He ruptured his Achilles tendon and ended up in a cast and therefore, you know, not in school because he didn't get enough hours in and not working because he can't work because he's got a cast on his leg. And I think it was like three or four months before it healed and he could get back to work. And I kid you not, this is a true story. He obviously was thinking about what I had said and so it happened to him. Likely he was thinking, thinking, I better not hurt myself or she'll be right. And voila, ruptured Achilles it is. And that's what the universe delivered to him. I mean, I I am not kidding you. It was the very first game. So don't think about things like that if you're thinking about injuries, because sometimes it can just actually happen. And I might as well throw in there, hey guys, any guys listening to this right now, listen to your wife. Okay, so... So I gave you the example of my cat. Now I want to tell you how I did the exact same thing with our dog because it worked with our cat and I was kind of understanding the law of attraction at this point. I had done some reading on it, so I knew it worked. So I applied the exact same principles when I decided to get the dog and it worked again. So I researched the type of dog I wanted down to the color and the personality and all that sort of thing. Wanted one that didn't shed. I was very specific on this one. So I searched for breeders once I found out that I wanted a Bernie Doodle and the prices for this breed of dog was outrageous. But anyhow, I'll get back to this. So I wanted a male. I wanted it in a tuxedo color, which is like a black and white. I wanted the mini Bernie Doodle breed, and I wanted him to be like a cuddly teddy bear kind of dog that was like super well behaved. So that was my intention, and that was what I thought about each day as um, I spent a few minutes every day just kind of looking for the right dog. And although I found breeders that I could get my name on the list, similar to the same process that um, was with the cat. But I wasn't, again, going to be guaranteed a male, nor was I going to be guaranteed the color I wanted. Also, the cost was outrageous. So I wasn't prepared to put a deposit down and risk it. And like I mentioned, those breeders wanted a lot for the dog. So I waited and I watched the sites. Um, I checked our local humane society every day to see if something was brought there in that breed and what I wanted. And I checked all the rescue sites thinking, you know, maybe they'd find one. 
they didn't. So then I thought I'd look on Kijiji, this little local buy and sell kind of app that I have on my phone. And guess what? On Kijiji, there he was. There was a sign um, or a post, I should say, that said two left, mini Bernie Doodles, male, uh, one all black, one tuxedo. And they were a third of the price of all the other breeders because these two dogs that they had left were five months old already. So it was like they were clearing them out and needed to find them a home basically. And I guess because they were they were pretty big minis. So I think that might be why people didn't actually take them because when people want a mini Bernie Doodle, I think they're looking for like a mini, like a very small dog. Although they're not huge by any means, like 50 pounds. He was all the way out in British Columbia too, but I knew we had to have him. So I showed my son because he was the one that wanted this dog really badly as well. So my son at first said no to getting him because he really, really wanted a little puppy. While I was a little bit disappointed, I said, okay, we won't get him then we will wait to find a puppy and I think it was maybe a few minutes that went by it wasn't long and he came back out of his room to me in the living room and he said yes mom let's get him I I think we should get him and that was it we bought him and he is no word of a lie exactly what I ordered he is the best dog another example I want to share with you now is when I took the kids to West Edmonton Mall for a little summer vacation so as a single mom I use all my air miles for trips that we go on and so I did that exact same thing for this trip. So I got all our flights, I got our hotel, and I ordered tickets to the water park through my air miles as well, because the kids wanted to do that the most, spend an entire day in the water park. So about a week before the trip, I still hadn't received the tickets to the water park. They were supposed to be mailed out to me. So I called about it, and for some reason, the order went wrong. Somehow, I don't know how, but it was now too late to get them before we were leaving. So that wasn't going to happen, and now I'd have to pay for these tickets, which I did not want to do. But hey, I didn't have a choice now. The flights were booked, the hotel was booked, we were going to West Edmonton Mall. So I was really disappointed about that, you know, that I didn't get the free tickets through Air Miles. Um, I expressed my disappointment to the kids multiple times about that, but I was saying, you know, how disappointed I was that we didn't have free passes. I wish we had free passes, that sort of thing. I wasn't saying anything about not having money, because then the universe would hear, oh, she's broke, she doesn't want money, that sort of thing. <laughs> she wants more of being broke. Um, instead, I was trying to send the message that I wanted the universe to hear that I wanted free tickets. You know, I was disappointed that I didn't get free tickets and I wish we had the free tickets, that sort of thing. So that morning when we were having breakfast at the hotel, I said it again to the kids. I can't believe I ha don't have those free passes to the water park. So we get in the taxi, we go to the mall. And just as we're approaching the entrance to the water park, so we're inside the mall and a guy all decked out in biker gear walks up to me and says, are you going to the water park? And I was kind of like shocked and I'm like, yeah, we are. So he says to me, here, I have free tickets that expire today and my wife and I can't use them, so you can have them. And I'm thinking, what? Are you kidding me? So I'm just so grateful. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, he had given us three free passes into the water park. We got in free after all. So some random guy rode his motorcycle to the mall that morning, stood by that door, and we arrived at that exact time. And he gave us those tickets. There was other people behind us, some people that walked past us towards the entrance, yet he stopped me. And he even said he came there just to give these tickets to someone and that he was leaving right after. So it works. It totally, totally works. Okay, now I think this will be my last example for you today because like I said, I could go on and on. So this example, 
example, our local zoo was offering a behind the scenes type tour or interaction kind of thing with certain animals. So I asked the kids if it, this was something that they would be interested in doing. And they said, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was the pandemic, so there wasn't much to do, which kind of made this exciting that we'd actually go do something. And so when they looked at the options that we had, they picked the tiger experience. They wanted the tiger experience. So I went online to buy the tickets and the tigers were all sold out. So I called just to be sure. And yes, they didn't have any spots left for the tigers, but they did have for the snow leopards. So we resorted to the snow leopards. Not that that wouldn't be terrible. So we were still kind of like, yeah, okay snow leopards would be a good second so we were still excited about that but we really wanted the tigers so I just kept saying too bad we didn't get to see the tigers I sure wish we got to see the tigers the kids were saying the same thing you know the tigers would have been awesome how awesome would the tigers be if only we could see the tigers you know and so on and so on sending that message out there was my intention of that anyhow a few days before I received an email from the zoo saying that they would have to cancel our experience with the snow leopards because they needed to go to the vet for uh, procedures or a procedure of some kind. I think they were getting neutered or something like that. I don't know for sure. But anyhow, I was really bummed until I read to the further down and got to the bottom of the email. So in that email, it was like, hey, we're going to give you your money back, blah, 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 blah. So sorry, this and that. At the very end of that email, it said, or we could offer you the tigers instead, the tigers. So we went and had our behind the scenes experience with the tigers. We fed them, we made them a sensory toy, like it was awesome. I sent out that intention. We really wanted the tigers. And so all of these things happened so that in the end, we actually got the tigers like we actually wanted. Again, I can't make this shit up. This seriously happened. Now, all that said, I certainly haven't mastered this by any means. And it is tough sometimes to continue to believe that it works, especially when, you know, I ask for something and I think I've done everything that I need to to make it a reality and then it doesn't happen. Uh, that's when a little bit of doubt might creep in and say, oh, maybe this doesn't actually work. Maybe those all were coincidences. And again, I've only used a few examples of where this has happened in my life. So it can't all be coincidences. Like, I don't think there's coincidences. So I think it is common where you would fall into that. So somehow... I need to eliminate that doubt 100% because the doubting it is what I think is making it not work. Believing it, I think, is the key. And making sure that your feelings match that as well is, is needed too. I think there's a lot to be said about the way that you feel about how life will be once you have this that you want so badly. But guess what? If I'm ever doubting it, I am just going to now go back and listen to this episode and listening to my examples again and again. And I think that will bring me right back to believing in it because it's absolutely necessary in my opinion for this to work. So now if after telling you those few examples doesn't change your mind or kind of make you believe that there might be some truth to this that this might actually be a thing because yeah there's so many situations I could have used but uh, we'd be here for days and if you still didn't think that the law of attraction was an actual thing then hey you know what that's okay I understand people may think it isn't possible but in my opinion and from my past experiences it is and you know what maybe next year I'll do another episode like an update on this topic for me with uh, probably some more really amazing 
examples that I could share of how I applied the techniques or the rules of it to manifest some crazy things in my life because I keep working on mastering this. So who knows what might happen next? So keep listening to find out. So thanks so much for listening to this. I really appreciate every single one of you that listen to my podcast every couple weeks. Um, So yeah, friendly reminder to go back, download all the episodes if you haven't already. Follow me on Instagram at and that's my two cents or you know uh, share it share it with friends if you think that maybe this was interesting and it might uh, help them out okay so join me next time where I'm actually going to talk about decluttering your life and in my opinion I'm going to tell you why I think you should do it so join me then bye